thank you so much for tuning into another awesome, amazing podcast episode. This ninth season is the season of the breakthrough, and I'm truly blessed for all of you guys who are still rocking and rolling with me. I'm grateful for all the lives that this podcast continues to reach and touch. So today we have an awesome, amazing, phenomenal guest. Today's guest is a mom of three, a songwriter, a walking testimony, and a once broken crown that continues to walk and soar and color in her purpose. Please welcome Shalana Haney. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. You are definitely welcome. Thank you so much for um, taking the time to come on. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's definitely an honor to be here today. Yes, thank you. And so um, this season is titled the um, season of the breakthrough. And you've been blessed to um, break through and be propelled past a lot of obstacles and different things in your life. So um, first of all, you are a songwriter. That's correct. I am. I am a songwriter. Um Music is something very dear to my heart and has definitely been um, a wonderful outlet that I've been able to utilize, um, not only to help out my situation, but um, others as well. Yes. Oh, that's a blessing. Um, so where do you get your inspiration from? Well, definitely the gospel realm. I'm actually a preacher's kid. So at a young age, my dad, you know, had me, you know, up in the front of the church singing before his messages. Um, So the gospel realm is really um, my area of expertise, per se. But um, different songwriters and singers such as C.C. Winans, Yolanda Adams, those greats have um, absolutely been um, just a light in my world of music. Oh, that's awesome. Do you have a favorite artist? Oh, you know what? That's really hard for a music lover to say a favorite artist. Um, When it comes to worship, Cece Winans is definitely up there for me. She's a a top tier one for me. Um, Of course, growing up, listening to Whitney Houston, I I always loved Whitney Houston. She was um, always an inspiration to me. Uh, but to say that I have a favorite is a, a little hard one for me, but those are um, probably my top two there. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. That's great. And so you um, you also have, um, have um, do dialysis, that's correct? Yes, I have been on dialysis for about six years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started when I was about 34, 35. Um, so, uh, that has definitely been, uh, quite a challenge, but also a blessing at the same time, um, going through that, uh, stage in my life. Wow. What were some of the signs that you, in the beginning that you, um, had it? Well, I'll tell you this, actually, uh, I did not notice any signs at first. I happened to be over my mother-in-law's house at the time um and i experienced a heart attack um i had known of course i was really young so when i got to the hospital you know i was unresponsive um 
when I got to the hospital, they were wondering, you know, what's going on? She's so young. Uh, why the heart attack? You know, so there was a lot of questions that needed to be uh, answered. Um, long story short, they did some tests. And when they did the blood test, they noticed that my creatinine level was um, exponentially high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- if for those of you who are not familiar with the kidneys and, you know, the the um, dialysis, then the creatinine level is just kind of a number of where your kidney numbers should range in. So mm-hmm. that was um, off. And so they noticed that I was actually in stage three kidney failure um, when this happened. Uh, so I did not, you know, really have a clue about it until, you know, they did the test from me having the heart attack. So that the heart attack was actually a blessing in order for me to find out, you know, my kidney situation. Um, so there's different stages in kidney disease. You know, you have stage zero, one, two, three, four, five, and that once you get there, you have to start dialysis. So I was in stage three, but since I had issues with the heart, and they did catheter, uh, cardiac catheterization on me. Um, every time they do that, they have to use a dye. And that dye is so damaging to your kidneys, so it would push me further and further over until I was, you know, had to start dialysis. Wow. Yes. You are um, definitely an overcomer. So would you say that um, dialysis was getting like, uh, getting a curveball thrown at you because I'm sure you know you had your own plans uh, for your life. Absolutely, you know I was, you know, only in my 30s, so you have all these big plans for yourself and um, and goals, and then you get this big curveball, as you say, you know, thrown at you. It's, it's never expected, you know. Um, anyone that has dealt with any type of health issues in their life, you know, that's something that I think a lot of people take for granted is their health um, and it's like an automatic thing that you just feel like you're going to be you know in your 20s and feeling like in your 20s forever but that's just not the case you know sometimes God kind of um, directs our path in a different direction on what we we would think for ourselves mm-hmm. um, and that's why I always say God your will be done not mine um, because I've learned that you know, life isn't going to always go the way that you would per se want it to go, or mm-hmm. think it's going to go. You know, you always have to be expected to, you know, uh, roll with the punches per se. You know. Yeah, that's so important. And there's a place um, in the Bible where God says, you know, I know the plans I have for you, plans for to prosper you and to, uh, you know, not to harm you, to give you an expected end. And so. When you think about it, like even when you were still in your mother's womb, it's like God's had plans for you and he still has plans for you in the midst of in the midst of this. There's still purpose in it. The Apostle Paul once said that, you know, he said, I burst in my infirmities and God's strength is made perfect in in the weakness. And, you know, we all hear about Paul's um, thorn in the flesh. Obviously, we don't you know know what it is. But in the midst of that, he would. he like boasted not boasting in himself but boasting in the god in him boasting in the power of god that was at work in him and through him and so likewise i believe that in the midst of everything that you've had to go through 
in the same way you're able to boast, you know, for, for God's glory. Absolutely. That's actually one of my favorite scriptures that got me through Jeremiah 29 and 11. Uh, definitely a very important scripture because I think sometimes the lows in our life can, you know, kind of get your, your faith off a little bit if you're not strong and planted and grounded in those words in the scripture and just really believing and knowing that God has, has already been here. He's done that and he already has your future established and predestined and he already knew from the beginning of time that I would you know have a heart issues and you know be dealing with lupus and and dialysis and he has been the strength you know in my life in order to get through those things and has definitely used those things um, to be glorified in my life and that I can share you know, with other people going through similar, similar situations that, hey, if God can bring me through, he can bring you through as well. Mm-hmm. So most definitely. Amen. And so what would you like people to know about dialysis? Um, dialysis is not the end all, <laughs> you know. Um, it When I first started, um I was dealing with anxiety because, you know, you sit in this chair for three to four hours, three and a half to four hours of treatment. And I think the human mind, knowing that you can't go anywhere, it affects you more than, you know, than uh, the actual uh, treatment. Um, It's more of a mental thing. So once you're able to overcome that portion of dialysis, um, you can stride a little bit better through it. Um, most definitely, uh, dialysis is, is just very, so much important because I know, uh, actually know a few people who, um, were going through treatments, but, you know, they felt like it was too hard for them. They didn't want to go through it. And so they, you know, quit going, but it's just so important that you go, um, to have your quality of life better, um, to, uh, lengthen your time of life. We need dialysis you know people with uh great kidneys who don't have any issues with the kidneys their kidneys operate on a daily basis so when you go to dialysis a lot of people do hemodialysis which is what i do you go to a center three times a week so it's like having a kidney that works three times a week versus you know the seven days a week um but you need that time for your body to get rid of the toxins it's just so important that if you have kidney issues to definitely definitely get that taken care of and looked at as soon as possible it's nothing to you know play around with mm-hmm. um the, your life span is still there you just have to work a little bit harder and you know push yourself to go to treatments and just stick with it amen i um appreciate that how important do you feel it is to have a strong support system oh my goodness a strong support system is very important i think um in today's society we have a you know kind of a boss mentality where it's like i can do this on my own but a strong sense of community is very important to get through through these times you know Mm um the uh importance of having a strong community um just you know when you're feeling down or you're feeling low and you need that extra bit of encouragement it's always 
wonderful to have some people there that are surrounding you with love and encouragement and prayer um, um, helping you uh, get through it so I would say it's very important to have a strong um, support group now I know some of us um, I'm not saying that everyone has a strong sense of uh, support around them because sometimes that's just not you know what it is but there's you know different support groups it doesn't have to be family that you know it can be other people going through the same things like they have different dialysis support groups or health groups that where you can get support so i definitely encourage um those of um us who are going through similar situations to definitely seek help because the the help and the resources are definitely there um for you if you um if you you want them amen that is uh so true so it it definitely rings true that it takes a, a tribe it takes a village absolutely yes and my faith has definitely of course been part of that i have a strong community of people of faith um where you know they prayed for me and with me day in and day out uh for strength and for god to just keep me um, through these times. Hmm. Wow. Amen. You are an awesome encourager. And so you, um, you've also dealt with, um, domestic violence. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, around the same time when I had the heart attack, I told you about that led to my diagnosis of dialysis. I was actually going through a divorce in a time of separation and I was staying with my mother-in-law at the time um when that happened so um i was definitely going through uh an abusive relationship at the time um so it was just one domino effect uh situation after the next wow. um, yeah so definitely abuse has been something in my um in my path that i've had had to deal with yes uh, how long did the abuse go on for Oh, wow. Um, for a, almost 10 years, almost 10 years. So it was a long, uh, a long uh, journey when it comes to that. Um, I actually, people say, oh, 10 years, that's just such a long time. But a lot of people um, really don't understand that situation unless they, they're totally in it you know I had children with this person and um you know very religious when it comes to wanting a marriage to work and you know really keeping that union and that covenant together mm -hmm. um which is part of the reason why I did stay so long um in that marriage um because you know you want to please God and yeah. and you know follow his his word when it comes to the marriage but i think we sometimes often uh remiss the fact that you know god wants us to be safe he loves us so much and he does not want to see us um go through those types of things so the word of god says what god puts together let no man put asunder mm -hmm. and a, a lot of times we put those things together you know, and uh, that's another way to look, interpret and look at God's word is, you know, 
did he put this together or did you put it together because mm. you know of whatever reasons but yeah. um but yes yes that is true um and um i was just gonna say um you know like you were saying um you know, I definitely believe God is is for marriage. It's it's a beautiful, awesome, you know, covenant He's created. But if Absolutely. I believe if one person in the marriage is like abusing you, even though He's for marriage, obviously I don't, I really don't believe like it's His will for His child to just keep on getting abused. I mean, there comes a point where it's like you know you have to go and um, absolutely, absolutely, I agree with that. So I think that's a a common misconception, I think, especially in our community, um, where we have to stay with that and, you know, just endure something like that. Anything that is um, damaging to your spirit, damaging to, you know, your health or, you know, anything of that nature. God is a God who um, he's a God of life, you know, and he's yeah. not a God of death. So anything going in the opposite direction of life is not of God. Amen. And of course, you know, marriage is, you know, a perfect union created by a perfect God, but there's two imperfect people in the union. And so two imperfect people that God is continually um, working on. I definitely believe that's why, um, you know, patience and understanding and um, striving to to walk in the love of God, striving to walk in the word of God um, is so, is so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is um, very important to walk in God's love, walk in his spirit so that we may, um, you know, know the voice of God, Mm. you know, because if I hadn't grown in my spiritual faith at the time, the church family I was with was very key in my growth spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I hadn't reached a point where I could hear God's voice, I don't, you know, I really honestly don't know where, you know, I could have ended up, you know, dead anything. But I was able to hear God's voice and he's the one that told me, you know, hey, you need to leave or you're you're not going to make it you're going to die and so when i heard his voice clearly you know i went to a domestic violence shelter i had my boys at the time and um just made an exit plan and uh it actually took me a couple times to you know leave and stay gone you know because you have your moments where it's like okay am i doing the right thing i want my family together or you feel like it's too much and you go back, a lot of women experience that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, a, a lot of times it takes a couple of times, um, and I keep saying women, but you know, men go through abuse as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it usually it takes a couple of times until, you know, you're like, hey, this is it, you know, no more. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I want to, studies show that unfortunately one in four women experience domestic abuse and I want to say one in seven men experience it and it's just definitely like startling, you know, when you think about it, like, wow, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, not, not good. Yeah. You know, and I, I know that, um, 
a lot of times it stems from, you know, our childhood experiences um, on how we deal with or interact with other people in our adulthood life. Yeah. You know? So, um, God. Mm-hmm. God. no, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was, that kind of leads, I was going to say that, um, I believe that in a sense, brokenness, uh, begats brokenness. Um, you know, as you mentioned, meaning those who come from broken, abusive homes, not all times, but sometimes reflect the environment from which they come, came from, if not confronted and dealt with. And I was, um, I, you know, you believe that to be, uh, do you feel that to be true? Absolutely. I think it's actually true on both ends, the abuser and the person getting abused, you know, um, both of them sometimes, you know, you can allow someone to treat you a certain way because of the environment that you came from, that you saw other people treating the people that you were around like that. Yeah. So it's kind of um, a, cycle. a cycle, exactly. Uh, and even with the abuser, um, hey, maybe their parent or whomever, you know, raised them dealt with the abuse and then you can either... I would say there's two ways you can take your experiences. You can go towards changing the experience mm-hmm. or you can follow in the same exact cycle of the experience and continue to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times, you know, in abusive relationships, it does stem from childhood traumas and situations. Um, it does not excuse the behavior. Um, but it is definitely a, a reason of why that you may see that type of behavior come through in those relationships. Yeah. And like you said, if you don't get the help that you need, um, or in the therapy and the, you know, the spiritual coaching that you need, um, in order to break the cycle, you just will continue it. Exactly. Cause some things have, um, you know, came down from, generation to generation but just because it has doesn't mean you have to continue you could be the the cycle breaker um the chain breaker the one that says the butt stops here you know enough is enough absolutely and that was a big part of me wanting to leave that situation because i have three sons and uh in no way do i want my sons to think hey this is the way a relationship is supposed to look Mm-hmm. You know, or this is how I'm supposed to behave at, as a young man. Um, so that was really um, a big wake up call for me to make sure that, you know, I protect my children from, you know, going down that same road. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And um, on that note, for anyone who um, who may be watching, who may have dealt with or is currently experiencing or knows someone who is experiencing um, any type of domestic violence, I want to share with you the National Domestic Violence Hotline number, and that number is 800-799-7233. Again, this is the National Domestic Violence Hotline number. Again, it is 800 799 seven two three three yes that's wonderful i think that's a great resource to kind of start you know turning that table around and getting your life back on track i would definitely encourage you all to reach out and call that number and get the help that you need it's you know it's not too late 
um, there is a chance for you. God always has open doors and an open heart, you know, for you in order for you to turn your life around and just live a, a promising life that, you know, he's promised us, you know, um, Ephesians 3 and 20, that scripture is one of my favorite scriptures too, exceedingly and abundantly. God is a God of that. And um, you're able, you are able, you have the ability to move forward in a positive light. Amen. And unfortunately, a lot of times people um, don't, I feel people don't share things because there's, there's shame attached, but, um, you know, it's similar to, you know, the woman, uh, you know, caught in adultery, you know, even though Jesus forgave her, she started to go through um, town, you know, known as what she did. But I just want to encourage you that, you know, um, there is no shame that the enemy, that's a lie from the enemy to try to keep it to yourself. But, you know, I just want to encourage you if you are experiencing it to shed shed light to to um, get help, um, connect with someone who can um, help you walk through it and just um, shed light on whatever darkness it has brought about. Yes, absolutely. That is so important. And um, I do understand the shame portion, you know, because you don't want people to know, you know, the things that you you are going through or that you've been through. It's embarrassing. You're like, you know, hey, how could you make a decision like this or get yourself into this and that? But we have to remember that none of us out here are perfect. We're all in this race um, to be a better person and to allow God to mold us and shape us into the person um, that he's called us to be, you know, for his purpose, uh, mm-hmm. of kingdom business. And, um, I definitely am one that's an open book because I, I believe that the things that I've gone through in life are not just for me to just go through, but it's, um, a life lessons mm-hmm. there. And it's part of, um, sharing, you know, God's love with others, like letting them know, God is such a wonderful and he's such a faithful God. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would not be where I am today uh, free. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a certain sense of freedom and and peace that comes with God. And I would not be that person today if I had not gone through some of these things that I went through Mm -hmm. and been able to learn and grow from them. And I went from growing to glowing now, I always say. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so definitely don't be ashamed of your situation because your freedom is in your is in your uh vulnerability definitely and on behalf of um you and anyone else who may uh be dealing with that i'd like to play a song and dedicate um the song and then um followed by uh just a prayer just something that came to my mind as i was preparing for this so um just want to play this song great
Father, we thank you so much for Shalana and her coming on and sharing their testimony. We ask that you would touch those who may listen to this or watching this who may be experiencing any type of domestic violence. I ask that you would, you are the way, the truth, and the life. I ask that you would show them the way to a better tomorrow, Lord God, and just be a lamp unto their feet and a light unto the path. Lead them, guide them, protect them, and keep them, and fill them, and lead them, and guide them with your love, Lord God. Um, letting them know that you you love them and you care for them, and that no matter what has happened to them currently or in their rearview mirror, there is so much more that you have in store for them in the windshield before them. So we thank you for you said in your word that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, Behold, all things have become new. So we honor you, we thank you, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And so, um, finally, in the midst of your brokenness, in the midst of all you've had to go through, in the midst of every obstacle you've had to face, you still continue to rise against all odds. I've titled this episode, um, Broken Crowns to Color, and in the midst of your brokenness and all you've had to go through, you still continue to um, soar and color in your in your purpose. You still continue to rise as a rose that grew from the concrete. And not only are you sharing your story, but you are also empowering others as well. Um, how does that feel? It feels amazing. It definitely kind of uh, reels in the the purpose of my life you know that you know god's put me here for so it feels amazing to help others um and to just give hope a sense of hope um to other people in similar situations i'm blessed and honored to do that amen amen well thank you again thank you so much for taking the time to come on i definitely appreciate you thank you for having me Thank yes. you for having me. I definitely appreciate you. You're doing a great work on your platform, and I'm just honored to to be a part of that on today. Praise God. Thank you. 
Well, Juan, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you've been greatly empowered, enriched, inspired, rejuvenated, and greatly blessed. Um, as always, please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. And watch again, sometimes like how it is when you watch a movie. Sometimes when you see a movie the second time, you see something you didn't see the first time. So um, definitely be blessed by this and share it with others. And as always, this this ninth uh this ninth season of this podcast is truly the season of the breakthrough. Some awesome, amazing things happening and coming up. And um, thank you, as always, for rocking and rolling with me. As always, this is BDP, Brian David Porter, still living in purpose, on purpose, intentionally. Until next time, love y'all to life. You guys be blessed.